0: This is a DMB Society Podcast.
1: I got a little sister named Jane.
0: And this is the pod that Jane likes. And now here are your hosts, Jeanette, Trisha, Matt, and Sean.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back into the pod that Jane likes. This is Jeanette, and I am here with my favorite people. Hi, Matt, Trisha, and Sean. Hi.
2: Hello.
0: Hey, I'm just uh, I'm I'm just getting off the bus. Sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> come on, come on, off the bus. <laughs> bus. i speaking of. I know, I know. We've been straying a little. We've been on the dead & company bus, but we're back. Well, sort of, I do still have a <laughs> Yeah, I'm you're a totally, totally back. We don't, talk about. we don't talk about that. <laughs> but we are back to your regularly, regularly scheduled programming to discuss our favorite band of all time, the Dave Matthews Band. If you haven't already done so, please go back and listen to our last two episodes where we discuss our journey with the final tour of Dead & Company. Um, we put out a special Dead & Company episode, and then not even four days later, our fearless leader, Dave Matthews himself joined Dead & Company on stage in Boulder, Colorado. We were the first to report on it, and we recorded an emergency (laughs) episode discussing the iconic performance on July 3rd. So go back and listen to that short and sweet episode to get our full review and thoughts.
0: Breaking news.
1: Breaking news. But back to business. In between all that, while all that was going on, our band has been on tour, and we have a lot to talk about. Um, with that being said, we are going to have another fireside chat where we discuss an epic weekend in the DMB world. So guys, gather around and let's chat about Deer Creek. <laughs> oh, I'm just it's
0: It's like being, this weather is like being wrapped in a warm blanket, whether you want it or not. So I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this fireside
1: chat. Seriously. Well, last weekend, Dave Matthews Band hit the stage at Ruoff Music Center in Noblesville, Indiana, which fans lovingly call Deer Creek. Deer Creek is a rather special venue for this band. I have actually been there quite a few times.
3: How many, Um, Jeanette? Do you know?
1: uh, About six or six. Nice. Wow. Good. Um, Nobody else here has been there. Oh Yeah. So this is great. It's, it's something special of a venue. Um, you know, there's something special in the air, and I can't really explain it. Um, clearly, the band feels the same way because they always provide. They always provide at Deer Creek. Um, fun fact, I actually celebrated my 100th show at Deer Creek. Wow. Oh. That is a fun fact. Yeah.
0: How but sentimental. She,
1: I know. So it is, it's very, it is a special, it's special venue to me um, because of that. Um, but Sean, do you have any stats and facts to add to, to to add to this conversation about how important Deer Creek is?
2: You're definitely right, Janet. Deer Creek has been a really important venue to this band for a long time. dating all the way back to 1996. June of 1996 was DMB's first Deer Creek performance. And since then, it's been a pretty pretty much an annual thing year in and year out. For the most part, they've been there for multi-night stands. This past weekend was the 47th and 48th full band show. And since the band debuted back in 1996 at Deer Creek, they have had everything from Sirius XM broadcasts. There's been five of those. Three official live tracks were released based on Deer Creek performances. There was a Farm made performance that Dave took place in. Um, So Deer Creek has had kind of the full spectrum. It's it's one of only a handful of venues that really has this type of of DMB history. And in addition to that, you kind of touched at on this, Jeanette, at the beginning of the episode. I think the band really recognizes that. And as a result, the shows are a little bit different. They're not your standard summer tour fair. This weekend we we had over 10 tour debuts. Uh so I I think in addition to all of the the stats and accolades and all of these, you know, really important memories that you can go back and revisit the band knows that. And and each year when they go to deer Creek, uh, it's, it's a little bit different.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, this, this year in particular was, was out of this world. I mean, I think it's exactly 11 tour debuts, which is in a two night stand, which is like, what is this? The second or third show of the tour. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the band kicked off a two night run, last weekend at Deer Creek. Um, and the weekend started with the band hitting the stage and opening with a tour debut. Um, haven't seen that in a while. Tripping Billies with a nature intro. Um, what a fantastic opener. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually hard to believe the band hasn't played tripping Billies this year.
0: That is weird. Wow. Yeah. That is weird.
1: Yeah. They then proceeded to fake us out quite a few times. We thought they were playing Madman's Eyes, but we were faked, and it was actually Minarets. (laughs) Amazing! And they never
0: actually finished Madman's Eyes. I know, which is crazy. This has got to be like the first stop in Forever where they haven't actually played full Madman's Eyes.
2: The thing that was really cool about this is when we heard Mad Men's Eyes for the first time, everybody seemingly was drawing a connection between Mad Men's Eyes and Minarets and the fact that they have this same type of sound, same type of Middle Eastern vibe to them. Yeah. So the fact that they played this out the way that they did, where everybody thinks that we're getting mad men's eyes it's not only just the 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 music part but dave begins the the singing portion i guess if you want to call it that and then right into minarets i i just thought it was so cool because for so long that minarets was the song that it, it was seemingly tied to that it, it had such similarities mm-hmm. to and then boom we get yep. the fake out It it was really cool
1: yeah absolutely and then we got the first sledgehammer the first bartender and reason proudest monkey where are you going and funny how time slips away um i mean that's that's an insane list of of songs to hear for the first time in a tour when we're more than halfway through the tour at this point
0: yeah when you think about it like i was i was looking at this I'm like really they had like they hadn't played yeah. sledgehammer yet and like i don't know why bartender isn't around war right you know i it's top five for me easy all this gold So steal
1: my soul away Oh dear mother of mine please redirect me this gold
3: time you see
1: this wine is drinking
0: me. And um you know just, just so interesting and other you know other things like Proudest Monkey has become a rarity now, which is, you know, it used to be something you heard, you know, almost know, not every other show, but, um, you know, pretty regularly. So it's uh, just so interesting in, in 2023 where we're at with a lot of these songs and, uh, you know, when when they show up and with what frequency.
1: Absolutely. Um, Trisha, what are your thoughts on Deer Creek, the set, the the experience of the venue? What, what are your thoughts?
3: Oh, gosh. So as you all said deer creek i mean people have been going there since 96 it is beloved by people it's the midwest midwest is huge the venue's huge the lawn is huge there were so many people every year um and the thing about people you know the people in midwest too they're kind and nice and i just feel like my takeaway from deer creek was a lot about the energy of that place and really paying attention Um, Uh, to all of that that was just coming through the airwaves and the social media posts and just it seemed like everybody um, really had a great time you know if you take a step back I was going to go to this and um, things didn't align for me and initially I was fine with it because the weather in Indianapolis was actually pretty bad it it was um, the night before the show it was in the top five worst air quality in the world It was expecting hail and rain, and there was a tornado that looked scary as all Uh, be 40 miles away. I mean, it was like a little bit ominous coming in, but everybody marched their way to Deer Creek like every year. And like to get, you know, like you said, to get greeted by the band with Trippin' Billies, I mean, that's amazing. We had... Mm -hmm. We had podcast listeners on that rail in Deer Creek, and we had a whole crew of listeners in the lawn, and they got tour debut after tour debut, and you could just, from afar, feel the excitement and the energy burst Mm -hmm. through over XM and Couch Tour and social media. I mean, people were gushing about the energy levels, how it was palpable. One listener said that the area was just filled with boundless joy. Our friend Brianna, she was our first time trekking there from Washington State. And she said the bathroom experience was even magical. Like, it just wow. seemed like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she also she, said, yeah. <laughs> she actually compared it to the gorge experience and said the energy, yeah. it which was, I think, a real hot take. The energy that is at, a hot take. at Deer Creek was better than the energy at the gorge. And that that was that coming from her, who has been going to the gorge since the early nineties, right? Yeah, um, that that was a real hot take, and really, that is a year. super
3: hot take. So it just yeah, seemed, yeah, it seemed like people were floating around, chill, happy, so much mm-hmm. love, so much joy, unmatched set night one, all the fakes. So and sure. you know, from afar, you're thinking they're gonna have rain and hail. They got a short set, but everybody that left that place seemed pretty happy. Yeah, and awesome. speaking of speaking of the bathroom,
1: um. <laughs> probably the satellite. most interesting segue
0: we we've started, ever had like, on the project that Gene yeah, likes
1: yeah they started like satellite and everybody started to go oh, to the bathroom yeah. and then they faked right. us into so damn lucky and i thought that was what an interesting fake. <laughs>
0: to do something about that because i mean there are i've i've pri. i've you know one of the things i've learned over my 120 or so shows is like when i'm going to go to the bathroom right. and right, right, right. uh and that is going to be you know if, if these fakes become a thing i mean that is like you're gonna be walking down the aisle you yeah. know you like if you're if you're in a section or you're in the pit and like you're trying to get out and then something happens, something changes and you have to like just reverse course excuse me excuse, i'm sorry i, I said i want to yeah, go
1: yeah. back i go back i mean listen jimmy thing is still around so
0: well what if what if they start to fake that
1: oh right i mean yeah, that's that what will, i'm saying be like, something. What, I'll, what's be, happen? I'll be so disappointed i can't go get my sandwich half a sandwich that's all you'll get <laughs> i know
2: I am here for these fakes. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one of the things that Sean bladder me, of cha-
0: bladder of Champions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I love I just love being at a show and not knowing what is going to happen next. I mean, not not that not that you always know what's going to happen next, but how many times have you been at a show and proudest monkey got played, and you could pretty much bet the house of what's happening afterwards. Uh, so I, you know, I I'm I'm here for not only were they fakes. But they're very deliberate fakes. Yeah. You know the, right. the fact that um, you very easily could have gone, um, you could have rolled right in after, right after uh, proudest monkey. could have rolled right into satellite, and we've seen that so yeah. many times. I'm I'm here for those very deliberate, very uh, keep you on your toes. You don't know what's coming, and and you know there there's Matt. Look at him running back to his seat because he thought he had mm-hmm. a bathroom yeah, break.
0: That's right. That's right. And the almanac says, and uh, I, I listened to bits and pieces of the show on Friday, um, but it says that the satellite fake was 43 seconds long, which is pretty oh, significant. We're says, not talking yeah. about a, couple of a notes. fake. We're talking about a serious fake, you know? Yeah,
1: that is a real fake.
2: Yeah. So, a couple of other little tidbits on the fake itself on the handwritten set list that Jeff usually posts, posts on social media, he actually had in parentheses next to satellite four. So I I assume, meaning Dave's going to go around and play four times yeah, Yeah. and then we'll go into it. The other thing, if um, Matt, you mentioned uh, the Almanac's stats on satellite, according to the Almanac, a satellite fake has never happened before. Mm. This is the first satellite fake. So you're talking about a song that has been around, um, and, and played an unbelievable amount of times. We're yep. talking over a thousand performances yep. and here all fast forward from its first performance in 1991, all the way up to 2023, we get our first satellite fake, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. That's a really mm-hmm.
1: cool stat. Yeah. That they've never done that before. That's really cool.
3: I don't want anybody out there getting disappointed if they play full satellite now, though, okay? No, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I,
0: I, I came for the fake.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't actually go to the bathroom during satellite, but so many people made that joke on the internet this week about how they were <laughs> on there with the bathroom, so I really tried and wanted to tie that in. <laughs> I'm
2: going to
0: cheer extra loud next time I'm at a show and there's a fake. I'm going to be, you know, just to, like, really keep encouraging it,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Trisha touched a little bit on the weather a a little while ago, Um, and speaking of, a storm rolled in on night two, or was rolling in on night two, Um, so the band actually had to put out a message on the internet, letting everybody know that they were going to open the doors early, everybody can get in early, and they were potentially going to start the show early. Um, So just so that they could at least get some music in before anything, you know, happened, and um, the band actually did hit the stage at 7 p.m., which is... Fairly early for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played about an hour and a half of music before they had to call it for the night. Um, but once again, heavy tour debuts. I'm, there were three, but these were real crowd pleasers, which included The Stone and Halloween, Ooh, as well <sighs> as She, but you know, we're not going to talk about that song. Yeah, uh- <laughs> let's uh, sweep that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, what are your thoughts on Night 2?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Night 2, I think it was very obvious. Um, you know, I... I w- we talked recently about a weather epi- in, in our weather episode um, about some personal experiences that we've had. And, um, you know, I don't think uh, I think the band hates it as much as we do whenever there's any sort Sorry. of weather related incident. And so, you know, knowing their audience, knowing what they needed to go out and do, um, you know, I think they wanted to do something special for everybody. And I think that that's what they did with, um, you know, with with the uh, Stone and Halloween, you know, these are these are huge fan favorites that, you know, as a as a diehard DMB fan, that's how you sort of um,
1: please the you crowd. Know, exactly. Yeah. And
0: and uh, and, and you know, the rest of it was, uh, um, you know, fit right into uh, one thing that I that I wanted to mention, um, uh, you know, in terms of the the length of night 2 there's been sort of this odd trend with the band like playing for, you know, such a short amount of time. Um, There was, uh, a show in, uh, in Michigan, uh, week and a half, two weeks ago, that was like two and a half hours. And that's like, that's so out of left field right now, based on everything that's happening with all these shorter songs. It's just, it's, it's so interesting. So like what I was, but my point is that, you know, even though night two was cut short, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was maybe a half hour of music that was missing, um, based on other things, you know, in, in this tour. So um, just an interesting thing for us to keep an eye on as, uh, as we keep rolling.
1: Yeah. And, and Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Halloween was on the set was on, even on the planned set list. I think that was completely added at the last minute.
2: You're right. Yeah. It, it most definitely was not on the set list. And I think I feel pretty safe in saying that that was, uh, a very deliberate, sure. The, the, this show is getting cut short. So let's, let's try to throw the crowd a bone. I, I think that, that that they really did as good of a job as they could under the circumstances that they yeah. had, certainly. Absolutely. You know, as Matt mentioned, the, the, the band uh, dislikes weather and weather-shortened shows and weather-affected shows as much as anybody. But I, I do think that they did about as good of a job as possible. You mentioned the tour debuts, Jeanette. Um, we got another Lion, Lion, Graves opener, which is just the second time that that has happened in the past six years. You add in them changing the end of the show in order to kind of make it a little bit more special, if you will, because of the shortened version, uh, the shortened duration, I should say. So I think it's, it's very apparent to me that, um, in instances like this when the band can and you add in the deer Creek factor too, where things are just a little bit more special because of the type of venue that it is, um, I, I I think I would have left night two happy. Yeah, yeah I, I agree so
0: for sure. Yeah,
3: I agree. I will tell you when they played the stone. It just seemed so effortless. It really got in my head. Like, why don't you just play it? I don't criticize them for whatever their setless ever. But the stone is such a crowd pleaser, mm-hmm. and people would be so happy. And it seems so effortless. Like, just play it like every third show. <laughs> like it just seems like a no brainer.
0: It is it is quintessential DMB. It, it you know musically, uh, lyrics wise, mm-hmm. uh, you know you have you have many different parts of the song, um, and you have the crowd sing along at the end that they've made sort of a regular staple for the past ten years or so. I think maybe even more than that. Um, you know, with the can't help falling in love, which used to be just Dave and Tim, uh, or or Dave acoustic, where he would do that i think it's you know it's a song that should be in regular rotation but you know then again what do i what do i know
3: what do we know (laughs) what do we have a podcast
0: (laughs) um the uh the other thing that i wanted to mention about uh about the whole deer creek situation as your resident merch guy uh so uh, a few years ago dmb had been um uh, had, had started to produce these t-shirts in addition to posters for um, multi-night stands, specifically weekend stands. So if you go to SPAC, you go to Deer Creek, you go to the Gorge, they're always producing a t-shirt for the event. And usually it has like the same logo on the front and then the back is different. Um, for a few years early on, they were doing just a different graphic just on the front, but now they're two sided. And so um, I was curious to see because this was the first two night stand, would we get anything like that? It looked like we did. Mm-hmm. And then to make things even crazier, after the show in a in a crazy turn of events, um, they released a uh a, another version of the shirt for like the DMB shop or whatever you want to call it that has the design that was on the back on the front and on the back they have a set list from each night which is just so wild like so wild <laughs> nothing like that has ever been seen before in the land of DMB I've seen people make um like bootleg versions where like yep. after the show yep. you know like that you can yep. you can buy them and stuff but Um, this was just, this was just wild to me. And they also reproduced the, uh, the trading card poster thing that they've been doing. Um, they, I don't know if they had some, I doubt they had any left. That seems crazy if they were only making like 150 or 200 and, uh, you know, knowing deer Creek and what we know about deer Creek, but, um, they reproduced those. And, uh, that was also kind of crazy to me. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say about it.
2: Yeah, I would be really curious. It's, it's probably not something that we'll ever um, get an answer on, but I would be really curious to know if what the demand is after the show, certainly right. when you're there, you know, you, you have the, the high of the weekend and you, you have merch there. Yeah. Um, a lot of times those items, whether it's a poster or whether it's a T-shirt in this example they they tend to, to fly right off the shelves and and once they're oh, yeah. gone they're gone. Yep. I would be re- really curious to find out what is the demand like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, and, and and honestly I could go either way. I could I could I could uh see it from the perspective that um maybe there's a little bit less of an interest once people are back in their own homes and they're they're past the weekend. But then also the flip side of that coin is not having to wait in lines at merch tents and mm-hmm. being able to you know enjoy tailgating or whatever your concert day looks like and then place the order after the fact so it's it's a really interesting concept
0: yeah and um you know one, one thing i've always sort of gotten on uh, it, it's always odd to me what dmb you know dmb always seems to um you know want to take your money in any sense you know and <laughs> in, in any way that they can with uh you know vip packages and um posters and foils and all this kind of stuff. But for, for whatever reason, you know, after you attend a show, they don't necessarily uh, give you access to download the show or to buy the show, you know, in any sort of format or anything like that. And I've always wondered that, you know, any show that I would, that I've gone to, obviously we have taper poles from, you know, uh, uh, tapers are so prevalent now and, you know, the equipment has become so uh, easy to get around that we have, uh, you know, we have recordings for seemingly, you know, over 90% of shows, which is awesome. But if I was given the opportunity for like, you know, 15 bucks to buy a show that I had been to soundboard quality, mastered, et cetera, like a live tracks, I would jump all over that. Uh, and so again, just interesting to see, you know, where they prioritize. And it's going to be interesting to see, um, if they do this again moving forward with setlist shirts and stuff right. like that, Yeah. yeah. right? Like, um, there's a
1: lot of two. There's a lot of more weekends coming up, like important yes. weekends, right? Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where else they do this kind of thing. Well,
3: I know that I'm in a chat group that's 18 deep that went to Deer Creek and they all jumped all over that shirt of after they the fact. Did, yeah. So yeah. you know, just to, it's a good keepsake.
1: It, it's it's I a mean, great
3: keepsake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want a shirt from a random one night stand yeah. that i had <laughs> i mean i guess it
1: depends on how special the show is right
0: but <laughs> uh, we'll see
2: yeah one
0: night stand shirts and speaking of which <laughs> uh, speaking of which with guilford coming up i have been this is um let's see 2016 2018 2020, 2022 i think this is the fifth year of guilford and every year i walk in there for a two-night stand rush to the merch booth to see if they have a shirt for the two nights and they never do so so took it upon ourselves this year Mm -hmm. to make pop jane likes uh guilford shirts and uh i can't wait to be wearing mine and for people to be like yeah i wish they'd make that shirt and i'd be like yeah me too
1: (laughs) Um, well (laughs) i I won't i won't be in guilford but i'll be wearing mine at home
0: that's great jenna i I can't wait i can't wait wait. i'm
1: going to guilford because i have a shirt you know Yeah, that's why. That's That's the only reason. reason. I
3: mean, it's a pretty good reason. Oh, and Matt. And Matt. Oh, (laughs) okay.
0: Okay. okay. All right. right, Okay.
1: (laughs) So to wrap a, to to put a little bow on Deer Creek weekend, let's go around the room and say what, um, what are most, of all the tour debuts, what was the most coveted for you? Like what, which, why do you wish you were there for, and for which, which tour debut do you wish you were there
2: for?
3: I'll start with Trisha, Bartender. Hmm. I want it all the time.
1: So I was there for that. What about Sean?
2: Minarets for me, um, partially because of the fake, but partially because of the fact that I love the song. I hope it sticks around. I think this version of DMB does a fantastic job with minarets. Um, so yeah, it's minarets for me,
1: Matt.
0: Uh, picking between bartender and the stone is like asking me to choose between my children. So I'm just going to like, because Trisha said bartender, I'm going to say the stone, but that's the only, that's the only reason. Although I will say one other song that caught my eye a bit. Um, it's one of those songs that you like always forget about. Like, you know, you go to a show and, uh, a lot of times there's songs that you know, are going to get played. And so they get played. And then like, you know, there's like maybe three or four that are in the rotation that you're hoping to get, but a song like rhyme and reason, which I also yeah. put on the same, I put on the same plane as like drive and drive out. Same. Um, is like one of those songs you always forget about. And you're like, I fell in love with this band because of songs like right and they they're they're sort of like dark horses in terms of like your overall experience. And like if you get that at a show, like I haven't seen Drive and Drive out, which is one of my favorite songs in a long, long time. Uh, And, uh, you know, that would be a song that I would be really excited to see
1: great choices. Mine I, mine I think is a Tripping Billy's opener with a Nature oh, Intro. Yeah. Um yeah. Nature Intro. For is, sure. Yeah, a Nature Intro top. is really special to me and um the fact that they opened with that is really Incredible. really puts it over the top for me and I and I do not only that then the next night they open with Lion or Grave. So like I would have just been happy with those openers and they could have like called it after those two openers and I would have been satisfied.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you need a summary of how much fun Deer Creek weekend was, just rewind this podcast a couple of seconds and look at what our four picks were. Four absolute staple DMB songs. Yep. Um, Good point, shot. All of them are tour debuts. So, what a what a really special thing to have a weekend where not only do you get those four songs, but you get those four songs and you're the first person to hear them in uh, in this calendar year.
1: Well, guys, I think that wraps up our conversation <laughs> on uh, Deer Creek. But um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the pod that Jane likes has been on the road. Um, Our formats have been a little different because we are just out there enjoying and experiencing the band. Um, We're determined and excited to bring you as much content as possible um, and share experiences with you on the road. We have quite a few shows left. So if you see us out there, please, please, please come say hi. We love interacting, we love meeting all of you. And of course we wanna thank all of you for listening and for all of your support. We're having a blast doing this and hearing that you guys are enjoying it brings us so much joy. And if you aren't already doing so, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the pod that Jane likes. And, uh, before we go, does anybody have any, any final thoughts? I know we have some great shows coming up.
0: Well, Guilford's next week and I am yeah. jazzed to say the least. I am so excited to head up to my favorite venue, uh, for two nights at the lake.
1: Uh, I mean, we've been we hearing about be. Guilford for a year now.
0: So I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, you've I'm, been,
3: yeah. You've been talking about it so much that it's hard to get tickets now to Guilford. Yeah, so. I, think
0: I right, know. We
1: we'll have you to blame for that. <laughs> we yeah. might
3: have to blame you, but yeah. excited to go just to Just wait Gilford till everyone
0: sees the t-shirts and like, you know, they're just going to be like, <laughs> like our follow count is probably going to just. <laughs> jump exponentially because everybody in New Hampshire is going to start following.
3: Well, I hope that they do because once we hit 3000 followers, you're going to sing dreams of our fathers on air and we're close. So we're not not following the podcast on Instagram. Now's the time.
0: Um, I did want to share one other thing. I know I, I talked a little merch earlier. We've got uh, a very exciting, probably the most exciting thing that we've released. uh, I think for almost all of us, Uh, is going to be coming. I'm going to tease it a little bit here. Uh, we have made the fourth sticker in our band series. We have a we've got Dave, we've got Carter, we've got Fons, and uh, we've made a Leroy sticker that uh, talk about being jazzed for something. Mm. The Leroy sticker is awesome. Uh, they came in the other day. Uh, I've kept a bunch for myself and put them <laughs> everywhere that I can. Yeah.
1: And Matt's hoarding them. He them. them. I haven't even sent yet. them
0: out. I just, I look at them every day. And so those are coming, uh, those are coming and, um, we're really excited about
3: them. Absolutely.
1: Anybody else? Any final thoughts?
2: Uh, just really excited. A couple of, of big two night stands coming up. Um, obviously we talked a little bit about Guilford, um, we've got Chicago before that. Depending upon when you're listening to this episode, Chicago is taking place this weekend, followed by Guilford and Saratoga. So three consecutive two night stands. Um, and then Camden. And then yeah, we we Camden is skil- still on the schedule. And then and some of those one hitters are Homedale uh-huh. and Jones Beach. So some some staple DMB venues coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really excited to see what uh, what comes of those shows.
1: Absolutely. Um, my final thought is that we celebrated an anniversary this week. Oh, yes, we did. The pod that Jane likes I has do. been around. for. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're renewing our vows, guys, right on the air. Um, the pod that Jane likes has uh, aired their our first episode on July 2nd, 2022. Um, and it's been a crazy year. And um, I just wanted to say thanks, guys. I, there's... Uh, three other people no three other people i would rather do this with
3: i agree and honestly the the boys on this podcast are such curmudgeons really they would never do it with anyone else either that's true no but it's we're lucky
1: they chose us they,
3: (laughs) they chose us we're so lucky um no but what a year right like so many shows attended and this has been a labor of love but definitely a lot of um Love went into this and we're so grateful for all the listeners that keep it going.
1: More love than labor in my opinion.
2: (laughs) So I obviously love numbers and and I love DMB numbers. Some of the numbers behind our first year, Um, 37 episodes we recorded in our first year that um, download wise, episode wise added up to over 33,000 downloads. So a big time thank you to everybody that tuned in and, um, we're certainly having a whole lot of fun with this. It's, uh, I, I think we would be doing this if, if almost nobody was listening, I, but, We would. <laughs> but people are One listening <laughs> and we're having a blast with that. And then in addition, we, we kind of put our heads together and, and figured out how many shows we've been to in the past 12 months since we started the podcast. And between the four of us, we've been to 63 shows.
1: That's incredible. That's really Yeah.
2: Good. So, you know, whether it's summer tour, or fall tour, Album um, listening parties, Dave solo shows, Dave Mexico. and Tim shows, yeah. Mexico—you name it. The pod that Jane likes is there in some capacity, um, time and time again, sixty-three times to be exact. So um, we we thought that that number was pretty cool. But but also thank you to everybody that has been tuning in over the over the last year. We're excited for what the next year will hold, and um, yeah, exciting stuff ahead.
3: Yeah. Well, I have to say. Thanks for those stats. You cannot get stats anywhere like you can with Sean, who runs DMB Society, if you don't know, and and the DMB Times, which
1: he puts out after every show. So thanks after for those every stats. Every show. Yeah. Thanks, Sean, for all your hard work on that. We take advantage of that. We the do backbone.
0: We, really
2: yeah. the backbone.
0: It
1: really is the backbone. It really is a
2: backbone. Yeah. I will uh I'll pass along that to the staff.
1: <laughs> let let the society know. I'll let them know. Yep. <laughs>
2: The entire
0: society is uh, gonna get an email blast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, guys, happy anniversary! I can't same wait to you. To, can't wait to do it for I, who knows how many more years. And um we'll see you all out there. Next one, we'll be at. We'll have representation at is Guilford. But if you're going to Chicago, have a blast. We'll see you in Guilford until next week. See you on, see the, you road. on the road.